When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 29. Before we get started with this week's very special guest, I wanted to spill a little tea that you all probably know by now, which is that Carol Radswell is no longer returning to the Real Housewives of New York. She left what I thought was a pretty scathing statement where she talked about what she planned to do after, which was getting back into producing and writing, and that she was looking forward to leaving her frenemies behind. Well, Bethany Frankel, one of those frenemies, who I think is now a full-blown enemy, implied that there's no way Carol would have left the show on her own. And she tweeted, Bravo has reasons for not asking Housewives to return. It's based on research and focus groups and you. Aside from the three years that I left, no Real Housewives of New York cast member has ever quit. One saying they choose to depart and attributing it to me is fiction. It's healthier to be truthful about a hard situation. Situation. Well, I've heard that the truth is that Bethany said, hey, it's Carol or me to producers, and they made their decision. Um, so not sure if Carol was kind of given an ultimatum and decided to leave on her own or if she just decided this was it for her. But either way, why does Bethany need to comment? One person who did comment was Heather Thompson, who said that she left the show and she was not fired and that Frankel had nothing to do with her decision and that Bethany is certainly not the only housewife who left the franchise and neither is herself, Heather. So there you go. Another interesting piece of tea is a fan tweeted to Catherine Dennis asking if Ashley Jacobs, Thomas Ravenel's girlfriend, was going to be returning for the next season of Southern Charm, to which Catherine Dennis replied that she did not think that that was going to be happening. So very interesting indeed, especially if Thomas and and his girlfriend Ashley are no longer on the franchise. Well, there you have it, this week's tea. Get ready for a fantastic episode with the one, the only, Deanna Aspear. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I have a very special guest, Deanna Aspear from the podcast, You Can't Sit With Me. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for calling me a special guest. You're a very special interview. What? I'm an interviewee. I keep messing up. I have been wanting to interview you since you were on the Pump Rules podcast because I loved all of your insight. I agree. Like it's rare that I agree usually with guests all the time, but I was like, yes, she, to- yes, totally. Like, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I, you know, I'm very passionate about reality TV, so I do get a little crazy, but I'm, I, I'm glad someone agrees with me. Yes. I mean, there's no other way to be other than passionate about these shows. I mean, if you watch it and you're like, Meh, you, you're a murderer. <laughs> you're a <laughs> there's serial like something killer. deeply yeah. wrong with you if you do not relate to these characters. 
a hundred percent or or at least if you if you don't relate at least appreciate the the debauchery <laughs> yes so one of the people that you didn't seem to relate to much was adam spot and you said and i believe i quote he has the charisma of an oyster <laughs> yes i did say that <laughs> And we all know Adam was on this past season as a potential love interest with Brittany, who was going through rough times with her boyfriend, Jax Taylor. But I think that you and um, Adam are actually friends now. Yes. So what happened was Adam, you know, we didn't see much of him in the previous Vanderpump Rules season because he was like the newer guy, didn't have a big part in the show. And also, a lot of the stuff that you see from these people is editing. It's not necessarily who they are. So I saw a very handsome, very quiet, you know, very just vanilla person on screen. And in the podcast with my friend, we called him just very plain and very boring. And then I was like, you know what? He's a new character. I want to find out more about him because even though I insult people, I'm also a hypocrite and I also want them on my show. (laughs) Totally. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to hate on someone, have them on your show. I 100% agree. Because what happens is sometimes like this time they'll prove you wrong. So I had Adam on my show. I messaged him on Instagram. He was very lovely. He was like, I haven't been on a podcast before. Well, besides Sheena's, but she's his friend, so whatever. Well, I don't know. Or more than friend based on recent Instagram. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Um, So he came on my show. And the reason why I thought he was very vanilla was because he is very chill and he's he's very nice and he's very chill. And what, you know, whatever you throw at him, he will come back with a very poised, chill response. But there's something up there. He's smart and he's witty, but it's all just chill. <laughs> Do you nice. know what I mean? So you've met most of the Vanderpump crew right? All of them, I think, by now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about the obvious Stasi. Okay. We're both huge fans. We're both, I think, in her Facebook group for her, like, people or whatever she calls them, Khaleesi's. Khaleesi's. Uh, Khaleesi's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what? I only read the Game of Thrones books. I've never watched it. So Rikara's I realize bitches. I pronounce everyone's name wrong. Okay, Khaleesi Dracara's bitches. Khaleesi Dracara's bitches. Yes. So Khaleesi is the blonde queen. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> A.K.A. Stasi. Um, yes. And she's the one, the mother of dragons. Exactly. Yes. I feel like if Stasi had babies, they would just be dragons. I think so, too. I mean, And, and Bo, Bo has, like, a dra- this huge dragon tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> she would not give birth to children. She would give birth to dragons. So you finally <laughs> met her. Yes. So I've told Craig that I was a huge fan of Stasi's um, for many reasons. And this is Craig uh, from the Pump Rules podcast. Yes, from the Pump Rules podcast. Shout he's out, my Pump great friend. Yes, he's my great friend. And um, we hang out a lot in LA. I have so much fun with him. And he invited me to her OOTD party because he said, I know you're a huge fan of hers. And also I had previously interviewed, well, co-hosted the Pump Rules podcast with him, James and Tom Sandoval. And, you know, it went really well. Um, We had a great time. So he said, you know, it'd be fun for you to meet more people from the show and to come out with me and my friends. So I went and, you know, I actually interview people for a living. So I'm not really someone who gets starstruck because... You know, I have interviewed, like, the Game of Thrones cast, which is, like, my favorite show in the whole entire world. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've interviewed uh, many people except Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. And I feel like they're the only two people I would get starstruck over if I met. But, you know, I saw Stasi and I was like, you know what? Like, I meet celebrities all the time. This is going to be cool. And I was, I just fangirled, but in a cool way. I mean, yeah. I fangirled because I thought she was lovely. She was very nice. She was very, very nicely dressed. She was oh, super of sweet. Of course. 
always. I mean, I feel like she's the only one who like invests in her fashion on the show. Everyone else looks kind of rough, in yeah, my opinion. She, it's like a, it's part of who she is, an extension of her soul. I know, but I appreciate the effort put I do in too. outfits. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really appreciate. I feel like every time she surprised it, and I look forward to looking at the outfits. Um, so I met her, and I was like. You know, I never really do this, but may I ask for a photo? She was like, yeah, of course. But it wasn't like, let me do a fan photo with you. She was like, let's take a photo. Like, it was, it felt like a friendly photo because that's how friendly she was. She seems awesome. So I've told you, but I have a new puppy Ugh. who I named Stasi. Obsessed. <laughs> and Craig told Stasi about my puppy Stasi, and she thought it was hilarious and a ton of fun. But yeah, definitely inspired, you know, by I the mean, one my, the only. I didn't know. I, I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the show when I got my puppy. Um, I started getting really into it in the last like maybe six months. But my puppy is named Luna, and I later find out that her dog is named Luda. So it's like. It was meant to be. Totally. Oh, my meant puppy has a friend named Luna in our building. <laughs> There's so many Lunas. I feel like it's the go-to name for puppies now because it's kind of, you know, it's not a human name, but it's like a cute puppy name, but it's not super weird. Isn't it the name of Chrissy Teigen's daughter? Oh, I had no idea. But that makes me feel better about my choice. I mean, talk about good taste. So Lovely. Yes. Yeah, and so it's funny when I walk her and people are like, what's her name? I'm like, Stassi. I live in D.C. There's a bunch of history nerds and people react kind of similarly to what my dad was, which is like the East German secret police. So what would they say? Like, <laughs> like, what, like why did you pick this name? Like, yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's Nastasia. And they're like, oh, right. But every once in a while, like one out of every 20 people will be like, wait, like from Vanderpump Rules. And next time someone asks you for your dog's name, just be like, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? And if they say no, just be like, there's no point in me telling you. There's no point. Keep walking. Yeah. Apparently the word means resurrection in Russian. I mean. Which, you know, as a Jew, I felt was an appropriate name for my dog. <laughs> let's talk about the fact that we are bringing back the Jew crew. Yes. That's what we used to call ourselves in high school. <laughs> Me too. So like, lame. Why Jew did crew, I crew, we're going to like go off to camp for the whole summer and make everyone yeah. jealous. Jew crew doesn't mean fuck all anymore. I have friends that are everything and anything. Oh, but yeah. you know what? It's nice to meet a fellow Jew once yes. in a while. Yes. There was a song that we used to sing at camp that was like, wherever you go, there's always someone Jewish. Okay. So as lame <laughs> as the song is, it's so fucking... Can I say fucking? Yeah. It's so fucking true because um, my co-host of my second podcast, Lainey, is Jewish. And when I met her... So I was like at a blogger party and these events are so superficial and just everything that is wrong with LA, but I still go because I'm a hypocrite. I would love it. I want to see this. I'm just a human representation of a hypocrite. But um, so I I go to this party, fucking hate everyone because everyone's doing 20,000 duck face selfies and (laughs) which I'm guilty of doing as well because I'm a hypocrite, but who cares? And Lainey, I go to this girl and I like warm up to her and I start talking to her and I go, you're Jewish, aren't you? And she goes, oh my gosh, how did you? And I was just like, I just get Jew vibes from you and you made me feel less lonely. I I feel like people get annoyed when people call other people a Jew in America, but in Europe, it's okay. So I hope I'm not offending anyone. Yeah, no, I, I think it's fine. I really appreciate seeing Jewish things on Bravo. So like, Andy oh, what, Cohen what is obviously Jewish, but like Kyle. Oh yeah, Kyle Richards. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she converted. Do you want to hear a fun fact about Kyle Richards and her yes. Jewness? So I don't, you'll, you'll probably never remember, but in a couple of episodes, because I have watched every single Housewives of Beverly Hills episode with the most, with the most attention you can think of, because I'm obsessed <laughs> with these ladies and they intrigue me and their yeah, their pathetic fights really intrigue me. And she has a friend that she featured on the show a couple of times called Sharon. Okay. And she said, 
Sharon was originally a friend of Mauricio's. She is Mexican and she's kind of the, the little gift that I got from, you know, getting married to Mauricio. Oh. Sharon is my mom's childhood friend and saw me grow up back in the day from a previous marriage back in Switzerland where I grew up. But so I was watching the episode of my mom and she was like, Deanna, that's Sharon. And I was like, what? Like Sharon, Sharon? Like, no, but I I was like four years old when this woman was like looking after me because my mom was like a super young mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, you mean like your best friend from a hundred years ago? And she was like, yeah, yeah, Sharon's friends with Kyle. So all the Jews and, you know, we all know each other. So I wanted to get your thoughts on who you met from the Vanderpump Rules cast who was the most different in real life than the way they're portrayed on the show. It's so weird because I feel like when people meet people that they see on TV, sometimes it's just a very quick moment that you see them and then you judge them based on this moment. But it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, you know... I. Katie, for for instance, I barely spoke to her. I met her for two seconds. She was busy. She may have been a bit tipsy. So I would probably say, you know, she was the one that made the least effort with me, but it was a very busy time for her. She was The camera crew had asked her to do something with someone and have a conversation with someone. But I'm sure that if I had met her in Craig's apartment, she would have been lovely. Yeah. So I can't say that I have met everyone enough to be able to judge, but the people that I have spoken to and really had a proper interaction with, I would have to say Adam, first of all, but he's not Mm -hmm. one of the main cast members. And I have to say Sheena and James. James was very different, but I did hear that I caught him on a very good day, which is probably why. Yeah, I think James can put on the charm when he needs to or when he wants to or when it's convenient. But Sheena, so was she just much more down to earth? I so when I watch Sheena on TV, I see vain, superficial, a little tacky sometimes with all the gems and the nails. Not my cup of tea. And then in real, I, she was very like fun, careless, kind of tomboyish, like part of the boys. Like on the show, they make her look like this cliquey. I like girls, but not these girls, but not those girls. And like, I just saw her as being part of the boys. And she was just having fun with Adam, having fun with Peter. And she was very like, I met her at the OOTD party and she kind of just sat by herself at a table and like, did not really care and was like doing her thing. And then I ordered a dish and she was like, oh yeah, that's my favorite one. And was like, recommending things and I just would never have imagined Sheena to go and speak to a stranger because you know when I go to these events I know that people are like who the fuck is this girl we don't know who she is she's probably like a stupid fan that wants to like talk to us or she's just like a celebrity stalker that is trying to be friends with Vanderpump Rules like I know that people perceive may perceive me that way no no, but you're a journalist but maybe people are like maybe she's using me to get I, on I mean I would be the celebrity stalker totally no but every who isn't at this point we yeah. don't have Instagram hello but you know what I mean but I didn't get this from Sheena I just got who's this girl hanging out with Craig and other people let's talk to her she seems sweet that's what I got from her and I was like whoa is this Sheena is this someone trying to I, I don't fucking know honestly the, some people would tell me otherwise but that that's the vibes I got from her what are you looking forward to most this coming season so season seven so you were there as they're taping the um, yes. OOTD day party but like yeah. what are you hoping to see Super excited to see the birthday party between what, what was the shared, the joint birthday with Stasi and Ariana because they the like ice queens. What, yeah, what the fuck? You're friends now? Which before anyone ever knew that they would be friends, I was like, I would love to see these two be friends because I love them. Yes, that was one of the things you said that I was like, yes, I've always, they're my two favorite of the women on the show. Yeah. And I feel like the reason they didn't get along is because maybe they're a bit more similar. Ariana is beautiful in real life. And on TV, I don't think she looks that good. Oh, I I think think she she, does. I'm like, I I think she's stunning. I think they're all stunning. Yes, but on TV, she doesn't look as good. In real life, she is beautiful. Like angel face. I promise you. I was like, 
fuck you. Like, I want to look that way. I love her and Tom. They're my favorite yeah. couple. They are amazing. They're both amazing. But, yeah. So, I would love to see that. And also, I'm very intrigued to see what happened at the Row premiere, which is the movie that Lala was in, because I know someone who worked on this movie. So, um, and who said that Lala was a great actress and very professional. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she's professional. I completely judged. I was like, I don't think she's the greatest singer. I can't imagine what she's going to be like as an actress. Apparently, she was awesome, super talented, super professional. I, her husband is like a is he really, married? or sorry, her boyfriend's a really um, well-known producer, and I didn't feel know like that, but yeah. he probably also like can see talent and probably was attracted to her talent too. Maybe. That's one of the things that I thought. I was like, I feel like she, he wouldn't get her a part if he didn't think she was good at it because his reputation is on the line. I mean, I, I actually have no idea how LA works. <laughs> I know that in this movie, they had a couple of Instagram models that were everything but talented in acting. So I don't know if that statement is accurate. And also, I have seen some fucked up things happen in the industry with guys in the business and their girlfriends and trying to plug the girlfriends. So yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened behind the scenes, but all I know is she actually is a talented actress. This is what I can tell you because I've heard. I haven't seen, but I've heard. And she is gorgeous. So what... The brown hair is everything. I am... Oh, I love her as a brunette. What mm-hmm. I'm actually hoping to see... Well, not a lot of, but she's hinted on Twitter and stuff that she's going through a very rough time after the death of her father and that, Mm -hmm. like, we're going to kind of see her in this rough time. And I know that things have been going on with Jax, you know, he's obviously doing a lot better after getting engaged, but, like, he lost his father. And then Mm -hmm. Ariana had lost her father a couple years ago. And so I'm wondering if they're actually going to talk about that because I'm someone who lost a parent also at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's kind of a not taboo it's just not something that people talk about but can you still be young and have fun and go out and enjoy yourself but also are dealing with something so serious so another question so I have a question for you about Instagram you've talked on your podcast about like an Instagram I'm trying to think of like you have a theme yeah well I know nothing about it. I've like almost I can't take a selfie because I can never remember where the camera is and where to point my face. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I literally am always like in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> like someone else will have to take a photo of me. But um what is like Instagram aesthetic and how do you get like how do people doctor photos to make them look so pretty and cool? Okay, so as much as I love you and love your show, I hate you for this question because I hate myself for having an Instagram <laughs> aesthetic. So it's just the circle of hate at this point. But um, still love you, though. But <laughs> basically, um, I don't know why or how I decided to make my Instagram aesthetic a, a, aesthetic a thing because, number one, not a fashion blogger. Number two... Don't don't really do selfies, actually. I kind of lied at the beginning of this episode. Um, but I am someone, I am a producer. You know, I'm a news host and producer. And whenever I produce content, I'm very hands-on with any interview, any content I produce. You know, I always tell the camera guy, film this angle, put this light. Like, I'm very hands-on. And I love Instagram as a visual platform. And I was like, I just want my content to be visually pleasing. Yeah. So what I did over time is that I realized that when people look onto your profile as a, as a whole, like if you saw my name on someone's caption and you clicked on me, you would see my profile photo and my bio and my first six photos. And I was like, maybe it's important to kind of, you know, as, as a person who is seen on camera and like does, you know, whatever, f- fucked up careers of the world, um, <laughs> it's important to, you know, kind of have a, a style because... You know, I get sent outfits to, to wear to the events I attend and blah, blah, blah. And it gives people a visual curriculum, which makes me sound like the biggest asshole. No, I don't but- think so. I think it's fascinating. It's 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 art just like it's just digital art. It's douchey. And I'm a douche. Like, let me tell you. <laughs> but 
but that's what it is like I I just embrace at this point what can I do like am I going to stop doing Instagram to stop getting close then to me no am I going to acknowledge the fact that I'm an asshole yes so I basically edit slash color my photos in a specific way so that when you click onto my profile you see you see what you're getting exactly which is a girl that likes to wear cute edgy outfits I like colorful things I'm obsessed with pink pink I was gonna say everything's pink everything's pink so when a brand you know reaches out and says can we send you something it's gonna be pink so for example I don't know if you've seen my recent picture of this new clutch bag which is very cute it's a very high-end designer bag and the people who sent it to me didn't let me choose they were like can you send you this bag and I saw it and I was like hell yes Thank you very much because they looked at my Instagram and that's the vibe they got from it. So instead of being sent a bunch, yeah, instead of being sent a bunch of shit that you don't like and you feel bad because you're not featuring it and blah blah blah, that's the way to get sent what you want to be sent. This is crazy to me that you can just get sent things. Yeah, but I didn't create an Instagram to be sent things. That is no, but that that exists. And it, it sounds like with reality TV now, people are becoming like small time. Influences. Yeah, they're small time celebrities, the people who go on The Bachelor. And and I'm sure but they have no idea how to handle it. They probably do, but they don't need it because they are seen enough that they don't need to portray their personality on Instagram. Whereas with me, if you look at my Instagram, you instantly see it's not just about being sent stuff. It's like you see entertainment, you see fun. So you see that I'm not going to be a weather girl on KTLA. Do you -hmm. know what I mean? So like if, you know, a news producer comes across my profile and they need a host, he's going to be, he's going to see me and be like, oh, that's the fun girl who does funky things. Maybe she'll do well for this show. It's just, it just helps. Who is the most interesting person you've interviewed through your job as a journalist? Oh my gosh, that is such a Okay, hard top question. three. Top three. Okay, so top three. I'm probably going to like g- listen back and be like, oh, I should have said this person because that's who I am. I can't be. I interview, but I can't be interviewed. <laughs> but um, I think Alison Stoner is probably one of the most intriguing people I've had the chance to interview. Okay. Alison Stoner is the little girl that dances in Missy Elliott, the little white girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, on- yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she was on the Disney Channel for a while. And she's a Disney kid. She was kind of like cute, hip-hop, street style, but also like a bit nerdy looking. And now she's really gorgeous. And But she's weird, but in a good way. Like, I love she weird reads, people. Yeah, she like watches weird shit and listens to weird music. But like her content is all like, you know, top 40 music stuff and very like trendy. But the way she is deep down is completely like yeah, different. Yeah, not what and, you would expect. Not what you expect. Mm -hmm. And she's very unapologetically herself, which I think is great. Um, Number two, B. Miller. She she was on The X Factor. Okay, so, but but these are like not super famous. Who is like super famous? Um, Oh, Nick Cannon. Okay, so. Okay. There you go. Nick Cannon, I feel like nobody gets to know the real Nick Cannon when you get an interview from him. He's only known as someone who dated Mariah Carey. And he's a performer and he performs and he puts it on. And he's, you know, and he's a Nickelodeon host and he's all, he's all about that. And he's always around like kids and et cetera, et cetera. But you never will scratch the surface. You always get a performance out of him. So I was like, "Mm, I would love to actually have you on my podcast and destroy you and see how you'd react. Yeah. Um, Because that's what I do in life joking not um, <laughs> but he it's like maybe he's so used to putting on a show that he's not sure who he is anymore that's the other thing I wonder sometimes when people get so used to playing a character or sometimes on reality shows people start out a certain way like I feel like Stasi in the first few seasons was playing a like caricature of herself but not who she authentically was she's like I want to pretend that I'm I forgot okay. who the person's name was in Gossip Girl. Blair, Blair Waldorf. Waldorf. She's like pretended to be Blair Waldorf. So it was like, I think meaner than she really is and put on a show more than her. 
she, it was performing. And then when things didn't go well and she kind of broke down and went away to New York and then came back and groveled back and tried to get in good graces with everyone, we got to see the real Stasi, And she's not trying to be anything anymore. Very true. But also I have the, the, the thing I think about that is Vanderpump Rules was a new show and it needed to stand out. And I feel like everyone was really trying hard to make the show interesting and watchable for everyone too so, because it was part of their job yes. I feel like when you're on a new reality show you're not thinking I want to portray myself like the most accurate way possible I think you go and you try to make you, the show successful yeah that's and that's I something think. I don't fully get <laughs> like how do you pretend to be a different person but I think she then said again, it in her podcast one time she was like I she was like what the fuck? Like the Kardashians, they just eat salad and people just watch it. She was like, we actually go out of our way to make good TV. Yeah. No, they she make say great TV. But then some of it, Phenomenal I wonder TV. if it's like, I know the friendships are real, but are the fights always real? For, from experience? I think they are. Real. Real. I just, wow. I mean, they, so what I've seen happen, I, I've been to like a taping one time and like someone's mad at someone and the producer will be like wait here and they know that the production is going to bring that person for you to confront but the confront the 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 anger and the confrontation and the issue is there and it's real oh my gosh well I was wondering if you think it's also real on The Real Housewives of the OC, because I know you're now a California girl and wanted to break down this season of The Real Housewives of the OC briefly with you. Uh, So I'm not an expert, but I have done a bit of homework. So so your show. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. (laughs) So this week's episode starts with Vicky and Kelly fighting over yeah. Vicky setting up a yes. date, a double date with Kelly's ex-husband. And I think Kelly is less upset that Vicky did the setup or continued to be friendly with her ex-husband, Michael, and is more upset that she wasn't, Vicky didn't tell her up front. Is that what you got from that? First of all, never nice to see your ex dating again when you're not, number one. Number yeah. two, never nice to see that your ally you know, in a friend group, is now taking your ex-husband on double dates. Yeah. I think, that if Ke- I think that if Vicky would have told Kelly, Kelly would have still been upset. I think that if a girl is your friend, do not take her ex-boyfriend or enable her ex-boyfriend or ex-husband to go on a double date. Stay out of it. Right? Yeah. I think what happened was that Michael became friends with her, with Vicky's boyfriend. And... So Vicky's boyfriend was like, hey, we want to invite Michael because Eddie Judge is still friends with Shannon Bedore's ex, David. But Tamara has kept distance from David. But if for some reason Eddie was like, hey, you know, David wants to bring his new girlfriend to this thing, you know Tamara would tell Shannon. And you have to, like, give a little bit and say, okay, I understand your partner is friends with my ex. She should have told. She should have 100% told. But I'm an all-in kind of friend. As in, if I have a friend, I will go above and beyond for you. And Ride or die. Otherwise, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, ride or die. Otherwise, I will not be your friend. And I will not... Like, people who aren't my friends think I hate them. I don't hate you. I just... I'm just not going to be a fake, like, Oh my gosh, she looks so good. No, yeah. thank you. Don't have time. But, you know, maybe that's my European side. So, if my really good friend had just gotten a divorce or a separation or whatever the fuck. Because I, you know what? So many of these going around in, in Real Housewives of OC at the moment, I don't even know who's divorced or not anymore. <laughs> they're, they're all divorced. That's the answer. Or about yes. to be. <laughs> yeah. Literally almost divorced, separated. Um, I would just not go. I would say, I appreciate that you are friends with this guy. Do a thing together. Go play football. Go yeah. to a car show. Go do traditional male things. (laughs) Yeah, there are so many things that you can do that don't involve the the wives and the girls. Do it with your friend. I don't need to be involved. I would have not gone. That's fair. Out of respect to my friend. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's not like you're 18 and you need to, like, 
impress yeah. your boyfriend that way. Like you're right. already ugly and old. Like I who cares? think they became close friends with both of them, and they really do care about Michael. And Michael was probably the one that was hurting more in this breakup because Kelly broke up with him. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you set him up. It doesn't mean you especially go behind Kelly's back. That's what weirded me out. Because it's like, hey, Steve invited Michael to our house for a barbecue. You know what I mean? Like, but, that- but, but, but it's such an awkward conversation to have. Like, when do you tell your friend that? Yeah, I mean, I... I am friends with a guy and my friend dated him for a long period of time and they'd broken up, but I was friends with the guy before that and Mm -hmm. I'm still friends with him. And so if there's something that I want to invite them both to, I'll just tell, tell them. Give them a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And there has been instances where people have invited ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends that didn't get on but didn't think or forgot. But then at least just be like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, I completely forgot. It, You know, I was thinking of so many other things. But, you know, Vicky was just like, whatever, like it's not a big deal. Well, she didn't tell Kelly because Michael asked her not to. Therefore, showing her loyalty is with Michael. And I think that's what hurt Kelly the most. She's known for a year. It's not long enough. I know. I know. I'm with you. Hose before bros. <laughs> Always. Well, my favorite part of the episode and of what we've seen thus far was Shannon, Vicky, and Tamara's trip to Puerto Vallarta. Because we all know when Vicky gets to Puerto Vallarta, she likes to whoop it up, go to Andales, have a lot of fun. She's crazy. And I'm so glad that these three are back to like being friends. Finally. They are so funny and I feel like when Shannon and Tamara were friends they are great friends and they have a great friendship but there was like a missing it's piece. like a dark cloud because they would talk about a lot of dark things together and not just yeah, laugh but I feel like Tamara's the very like wise calm sweet and then Shannon's kind of like a firecracker and they needed Vicky's like sense of humor to balance it out because it was getting yeah. a bit too serious so I feel like the group is back to being at the right. I hope the- they're all actual friends. They, to me. I don't think they are. Are a lot more fake than some of the other housewives. Like the housewives of New York, you can tell who are friends and who aren't. See, and this time, them. I feel like they're friends for television. Well, Shannon and Tamara are still talking about the fact that Vicky did make up rumors about them. So they're not, com- I feel like they're not completely over. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to get over. But then at the same time, like the fans want Vicky more than they want the other two. That's just. I don't know why people love Vicky so much. I don't know either. She's not, she's so arrogant. She's weird to watch around her family. Like, I don't think she's that funny. Yeah, she's, I guess. There's no one on the OC that I like love. Can we talk about the fact that so many of them left? Yes. Well, first just Lydia was horrendous. Horrendous. And And you know what really pisses me off about it? Her arms. Really pretty. No, she's pretty. (laughs) Her arms. I just, these like orangutan arms. They were just like flying everywhere. Um, But she's pretty. Really? Lydia? But she annoys me to a whole new level. She looked too young. She didn't look, she looked like a child. Yeah, she looked, yeah. I didn't like her personality, so it was hard for me to like her. I liked Megan King Edmonds. I liked her investigative style, but watching her and her husband was just painful. Um, I mean, Megan is actually <laughs> met before before I saw Gina in this episode. Megan was potentially the worst mom I've ever seen. <laughs> well, we've no never. Offense. Oh, yeah, we have seen her with her kid. We have, and and she was like, and she was like, I'll never forget this episode. I think it was like in the beginning of the season where she's like dressing her child and the husband is like, oh, well, she's uncomfortable in this. And she was like, beauty is paying. She needs to look cute. I must have missed that. I think they're all weird in how they deal with their kids. So I try not to judge them as mothers, mainly because I'm not one, except for to my puppy. But... You are a mom. I am a mom. Dog mom. (laughs) But I feel like some of them are such horrendous parents that it's like I have to look beyond. Like particularly Tamara. Like her daughter 
if you're a reality TV star, it's it's going to be hard to come across. Yes, you're doing something that will harm your children either now or later because well, they're going like, to watch that. When they're that. filming you, when they're filming you, do you know how hectic a filming day is? You're not actually mothering your child while you're being filmed for a reality show. Right. So they're not being filmed 24-7, but while you're filming, it's not going to portray you as a good parent. So that's where it's yeah. kind of like we probably don't see it's, what but happens. It's, for me, it's it's less the stuff that's on screen and more the things they're doing to harm them. Like Tamara's daughter and her don't speak. And her daughter yeah. has spoken out once and was like, all I wanted was my mom to get off this show and to prove that she cares more about me and my siblings than this television show. And her mom wouldn't do it. I feel like it's very easy to say that, though, when you're a kid, when you're someone's kid. and She's when... 18 now. Like, she didn't want her mom to do that. She's like, the... Mom, can you not post any photos of me on your social media? I want a private life. You have all of these followers. And her mom posted a photo. Yeah, that, like, was, that, that was sucky, the graduation like, she's thing. she's not respecting her daughter. So I have to separate all of that while I watch because then it's it gets too dark you know yeah but 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 don't you think don't you think that like here's what I don't like about the situation I when you're a mom you love your child and you can tell that Tamara loves her child you don't just not care for your child when you're yeah. a mom like you've carried it inside of you for nine months like it's not just someone that you have feelings for type of thing do you know what I mean there's like yeah. a deeper bond there and I think that it's very easy and I don't mean for a kid I mean for someone's even family member to put out publicly to use that against them to use the show against them because that that is the only thing they can do to get sympathy I'm sure she's very hurt by her mom and I'm sure her mom did not deal with the relationship well and I'm sure that Tamara has made she says she's made some mistakes but isn't it the obvious thing to blame your mom for publicly you're on this show. It's yes. an obvious thing to you're, use yeah. against your mom to, 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 to show how evil you are because everyone's going to be like, oh, but yeah. she must never be so spoken. Hard. I mean, she was silent for this whole yeah, time. And the only thing she decides to speak about is the show. I if think, you want to speak, speak about the real issue. I think that's the real issue is that she wanted her mom off the show. But why? Like, what? What? what did I wouldn't. That... I wouldn't want my parent to be on a show where they're showing themselves Me neither, naked. But I would support and... my parent and defend them. I wouldn't turn on them oh. as a child. Yeah, I don't really know all of that. I feel like maybe it was an abandonment thing where her mom was always off filming, doing things, and not there for her during the divorce, during really rough times. Her mom was going off and getting drunk with Vicky at Andale's mm -hmm. in Mexico. And so she probably attributes all this time her mom is gone and away to being on this show and how she cares about these fans and is like responding to other people, but then the person closest to her. I think all of these women, but Tamara in particular, have they're very into their fame. And, I can see that. And I think as a child, it might, might be hard to say, like, why does my mom care so much about that? All I want is them to care about me and focus on me See that, and be I, mothered. I can see that. I can really see that. But as a child who has a very close relationship, like me and my mom are very close, if I was going through something and my mom was doing something that fulfilled her and pleased her and that was her thing, I would her first I would support yeah. my mother I, I, I'm different I just I, I feel I, like I disagree with a lot, their with relationship a lot of must have deteriorated so much where it got to that level yeah I think it, it's it's deeper than that but I she's, think it's deeper than that but she's also behaving the way Tamara behaves which is to cut people off when they hurt her yeah like she is doing what she's witnessed her parents do yeah but you know what the apple never really falls that far from the no, tree totally. it doesn't um, which sucks because you want to learn from your parents' mistakes, but it's you really have to work hard on yourself to make that happen. But I feel then like. some of the other daughters on these franchises seem so sage and so wise, like Brianna, Vicky's daughter. I mean, Vicky's daughter, lovely. Um, well, she probably you know she's seen on the show. She embraces it. She's probably she's older, so she's like. I feel like when you're... But she's been on since she was in high school. 
yes and probably oh i i don't I, I wouldn't know how to explain that actually that's a very good point she is everyone's different wise and give you know seems to always have a good head on her shoulders even you said you don't watch um new york but the, a lot of the daughters in New York are kind of like, kind of mother their moms. They're in their 20s and they're like, Mom, it's not a big deal. Just say you're sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, things like that. And then you see Jolie and how she is with Kelly. And she's mm-hmm. only like 12 or something. That was so cute when she gave her advice. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. That I was think the they're cutest very, thing. They have a bit more of like a friend relationship than like a mother-daughter relationship. That's like me and my mom. But, you know, if... Jolie is happy and healthy then like that is all that matters yeah I, I it's very hard for me to judge because me and my mom are not in this situation and you know I can only speak from personal experience it just seems like Vicky's daughter is more down to be seen and is more down with the concept everyone's different um Tamara's daughter obviously is not I think that you know she she's not supportive of her mother because she holds a grudge because she feels neglected. And the thing is, it's very difficult. 18 is a very difficult age. I had a very rough time when I was 18. Yeah. I'm way older now. So I don't, I would put my mom first, but that's because I'm at an age where, you know, I realize that one day she's not going to be around anymore. At 18, it's very hard to think that way. It's very difficult to think that way. Um, and I'm judging because where I stand, I would act differently. But if you put yourself in the daughter's shoes, 18 is a different age. I just can't imagine. Age. My mom would have never done something like that. <laughs> no, my mom would have never either. But she's, she's very so non-judgmental. She, my, yeah. she, she's very non-judgmental. Like I've done some crazy things, let me tell you. And my mom has never judged me. So yeah. I would never judge her. Yeah. I don't know what the, the full relationship of Tamara, Tamara and her and daughter, her daughter was. Yeah. But I'm guessing it wasn't maybe as unconditional. And maybe that's that's why there's all this like... Maybe on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it was fun to watch Tamara have a good time. Like I love when she's drunk and silly and falling in the hot tub. I mean, that's crazy that she broke her foot. She's so gorgeous. How old is she? She oh, she's like fifty, I think. Oh my goodness. I know. She she works hard at her body and it is she's beautiful in her skin. Why do you have people who do that? Like I don't have that kind of time. I don't. Or willpower. <laughs> like, yeah. Slash lack of time. <laughs> um, yeah. So she is, was so much fun. But my favorite part of the whole episode. So she's naked in the hot tub and drunk mm-hmm. and trying to get Shannon and Vicky to come in. And Shannon doesn't want to be naked on camera and is uncomfortable with her body compared to Tamara, who literally has the body of like a, a goddess. Know, swimsuit yeah. model, mm-hmm. um, despite being 50 and having had yeah. like four kids or something. And... So um, Shannon comes in with Spanx on, and that was just, like, amazing. That was amazing. I was laughing so hard. What do you have to say about Shannon's, you know, the way she deals with her weight gain on the show? I appreciate her honesty. I think it's Mm -hmm. edited to, like, obsess over her weight, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if she obsesses all the time, but she's always comparing herself to people who are unusually small. And I don't think she's that big. Like, I saw her on Watch What Happens Live, and she looks great. So I feel like compared to what she was, yes. there's a big difference. So it yes. makes her feel but, like she's bigger than she is, but, but she's not she that big. Probably also was like going through menopause and stuff. Like things happen at certain points in your life that that could be a result. And I remember she was like at Dr. Moon or something. And Tamara's like, have you been taking your hormones? And she's like, no. Well, no wonder. <laughs> like. I've heard that some people really put on a lot yeah, of weight. Yeah, um, it's like your thyroid, everything. So, menopause. And even if you diet, you can't get rid of it. Like, it's yeah. a whole, whole, um, And it's genetic, thing. too. And I'm sure yeah. it was tough on her. And But I feel like David was so not helpful 
during that period. Made her feel worse. Made he her made her feel worse. worse. He would eat those chips around her. He got like more and more into fitness as she was like downward spiraling. Yeah. So that was really unkind. I love watching her get fit. I think she's looking great. I think she'll mm-hmm. continue to look better. Like she's, she's I, I love Shannon. I think she's me as too. real as it gets. Me too. And it really annoyed me last season when Tamara was like, calling her crazy because I I love someone who's expressive and who's dramatic and who will say how it is yeah I like that and so that was like so fun to watch them have a good time but I was concerned that Vicky wasn't whooping it up as much because her boyfriend Steve doesn't like when she behaves that way and said you shouldn't do anything that you wouldn't do in front of your grandkids I think that was the quote I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because if she's letting him dictate her behavior with her friends, he's probably doing it in other aspects of her life as well. It's just odd to me that she she seems so desperate to be loved that she's willing to let these men in her lives and to do crazy things. And I think this is the best of the guys. Like he, from outward appearances... Seems very kind, gentle, like helps around the house. But, you know, to tell her not to behave a certain way, like, does he not know her? Do you think he really does? Do you think he really does tell her how to behave? Because from That's what, what I've she seen was of, saying, she was like, Steve doesn't see, like when I do this. known to not always tell the truth. That's true. She could make it out to be that that's she why. She exaggerated it a little totally. bit. Because he does not seem very controlling i don't i didn't get those vibes no not at all he's not a brooks he's like the basically the opposite of brooks polar opposite yeah and i think she's bored with him but content and feels like well she can't do better yeah oh it's so sad being an awful person no uh she likes people who are bad for her so when she's happy romantically everything else is bad in her life but don't we all like people who are bad for us? She takes it to a level. <laughs> have you have been with someone that's fake to cancer? <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, that's that's awful. extreme. Or like that is the worst thing ever. Which, by the way, um, I I keep we should talk about the new stuff. But I keep going back to last season because I kind of miss the other housewives. Like, where are they? Which but, oh, Peggy? Don't I? I mean. Ugh. Don't get me started on Peggy. <laughs> and her cars. <laughs> tacky. She's tacky. She was... She, I, I feel bad for Peggy because she had signed the contract and then found out she had breast cancer, like, weeks after. So she goes and gets a double mastectomy and, like, then has to film. And just... That sucks. So, like, she was set up for failure from the beginning. Yeah, but the thing is that... Funny enough, I don't know if I should put this out there in the universe, but... Put it out there, girl. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) My mom's going to kill me, let me tell you. Um, So my mom had the exact same thing that Peggy had, meaning that she didn't... She wasn't sick, like 100% sick, but she was going to be because she had the gene, she had the cells, but it hadn't developed to like sickness, Right. And Mm -hmm. had to make the decision to have it all removed. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It also happened to my mom at a time where it really wasn't the best time. But you're not sick. That's true. You're going through it now when you're sick. I don't understand how it was such a big storyline. Like, my mom didn't even get imp. Like, she just left. And yeah, it's not great. Like, but... But my mom's just happy to, you know, be, be alive. Mind. Is that easy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not be alive. Like, you, you know, life isn't just I'm alive and ha- I'm happy. You don't just live off oxygen. But she, her mind is at ease. And yes, it's not great. She, do, she doesn't look the way that she used to. And it's not the most ideal situation. But I don't understand how it was such a storyline in the season when she wasn't sick. She had nothing else to talk about. And it wasn't that she made it the storyline in order to 
get attention for the issue the way that um I can't remember I think Leslie Murphy from she was on The Bachelor and then on Bachelor Winter Games Mm -hmm. got a um, preventive double mastectomy and then had expanders put in and got um you know breast augmentation and it was like extremely painful process and she documented it all on Instagram to raise extremely painful yes and so she was talking about like just the pain that she had been yeah but what I didn't like about Peggy is that she didn't do that she was just like I don't look great I want bigger implants and then when she could have used that you know if you can speak that way um I think it was Vicky was talking about something she was like oh something's happening with these girls and Peggy goes let me tell you something about myself I've had this and this is my story she didn't use it to bring some wisdom right. into a conversation, which is, let me tell you something. I've gone through a trauma and I just do not care for this drama because I am just happy to be healthy. That, and if she had said that, the storyline would have made sense. She couldn't verbalize things very well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to be insensitive towards the what she went through because I've seen my mom go through it and it is traumatic. But just... she she didn't use it in a way. If she's going to be a housewife and she's going to get a paycheck and she's going to sign a contract, she should show up and and be ready to share. And But at the same time, how did Bravo get that so wrong? Like, that was the biggest flop. She was supposed to be but, the, yeah, the 100th housewife. I don't housewife. necessarily blame her. I, I blame, blame Bravo, Bravo for finding a person that... that you know, I'd rather have a crazy, explosive, like Brandy Glanville person who offends yeah, also, people. If you think about yeah. it, like more and more women are actually suffering from, you know, trying to cure breast cancer or going through breast cancer. And actually, a lot of women now are doing this preventative surgery. And I feel like they could have really used her experience to help other women and they yeah. really failed to do that and i'm like yeah. what are you doing okay so we should get wrapping up but i want to know who are your top three favorite housewives of all time difficult it depends that i would want as my friend or that i like to know that TV. you like to watch on tv okay taylor number one okay taylor armstrong yeah taylor armstrong number one who else shannon yes I love watching Shannon. Uh, Lisa Renna. Yes, Lisa Renna is my number one. I appreciate watching her more than anyone else. I think she's so funny. I love that she cracks herself up. She's a gem. I also love that she calls her husband by his first and last name. She's hilarious. Harry Hamlin? Harry Hamlin? (laughs) She is my favorite housewife. Even when she gets messy, even when she stays away from the mess, Everything she does, I love. Even when she's a bitch, I still love her. I love her. And I've heard she is so nice in real life. I'm sure. I've seen her at Soul Cycle once. Oh my God. With her daughter. Oh, uh, which one? one? Amelia? Amelia, yeah. Oh. She is sweet. I she's like lovely. her a lot. I've seen Teddy. I've interviewed Teddy, actually. Oh, how is she? She annoyed me on The Housewives. Very lovely in real life as well. Yeah, I think. She'll get a better edit next time. The accountability thing is really boring. You know what? We should be less like, I feel like whenever we hate on someone, we're like bad edit. Sometimes you can just be like, I fucking hate this person. Yeah, I really didn't like Peggy so much. I hated Lydia. I also really didn't like um, Brandy Glanville when she got real nasty about stuff with like Kim and Kyle, like coming between two sisters. I thought that wasn't fun for me to watch, but I Mm -hmm. also kind of miss how messy she was because I feel like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has been a little too tame. And like they spend like becoming the worst housewives. Yes, they've like spent four episodes fighting over glassware. Like the dumbest story. And in New York, you have people like saying you should just go back to jail and rehab and like saying horrible things to each other and making up five minutes later. Like (laughs) they get over their stuff and move on to new drama like so quickly. Um, But it has been so lovely having you on. Thank you so much. I feel like I've just been a horribly critical guest. No, this is fun. I like (laughs) sparring and discussing deep housewife stuff, especially this Tamara thing, because I've never talked about it with anyone. But I definitely, I hold some judgment for her for, 
I feel like when something goes wrong with your kid, you're the parent. Mm-hmm. Like you need to make it right. You need to figure it out. They're just a kid. That's guide true. them. That's true. Don't be. Don't hold a grudge. Like guide your kids. That's yeah, a good, that's more like ending. I felt like her daughter needed guidance, and instead 100%. she was treating her daughter the way she treats like Vicky her when friends. she's upset with Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. I would like lovely. you to come on my show. Yes, very soon. let me know. It would be so fun. I love talking housewives. Oh my god, housewives! I love Southern Charm. I love Do Vanderpump you watch, Rules. Um, Summer House. Oh yes, I've seen every. When I was at um, Watch What Happens Live, Stephen was there for a bit. He just came oh. by and had a drink, and then when we went to go look for him, he was conspicuously gone. Oh my gosh, he's not super nice on TV. But yeah, we'll discuss a lot of those things when you come on my show. Yes, I love Summer House. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.